Before you're seated, I want to give you two verses. Proverbs chapter 18. I feel the power of God on me, so I'm trying to get it together. The Holy Ghost is a real thing, and when he moves, it's hard to hold him back. And you're not supposed to hold him back, but sometimes, you know, you got to preach or something. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20, 21. When you have it in your brain, because nobody brings Bibles anymore. Oh, yeah, we got one. Thank you, Kevin. When you have it, say amen. When you have it on the screen, say amen. There we go. Everybody else didn't say anything because they didn't actually have it in their hand. That was good. A man's stomach, that's here, shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth from the produce, produce, what he produces from his lips is what he actually shall be filled with. It's not always somebody else's fault. It's what we speak, we consume ourselves, okay? Everybody say it together, verse 21. Death, come on, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. My title this morning, as you take your seats, look to your neighbor and tell them, don't at me. Come on, take your seats, look to your neighbor, don't at me, and give them a Zorro snap from In Living Color, Little Wayne's Brothers, don't at me. You didn't know I had moves like that. Oh, I'll feel it later, Jen. I'm okay. I'll be okay. It's good entertainment, you know, when the pastor gets injured. Just kidding. What is he talking about? Don't at me. How many know what an at symbol is? Come on, people. Do you use the internet? Okay. Okay. There's a heartbeat. People are alive. Thank you, God. Okay. Don't at me. When you're in the social media world... And um, it's something I'm heavily engaged in because of church, of course. It would be nothing but church reasons. And you want to talk to somebody or mention somebody or let them know what you think, what do you do? You tag them with the at symbol. At Jeff Quatley, Instagram. At Jeff Quatley. It'll notify me that you're trying to say something. Sometimes something good. Sometimes something not good. The at symbol. One of my favorite pastors, I heard him talk about this in his sermon. And I thought, wow, someday maybe I can have this happen to me every day. The poor guy, I felt for him. He says, don't at me because of what he said. See, see people would blow him up on his message feed or his, his, uh, his Instagram because of one little thing. Because they were, this ties into last week, and this message ties into the conversation series, but they would, they would look at things from a distance and make complete assumptions from afar. And so their assessments were quite inaccurate, but they felt the need to at him. At him. So they'd at pastor, blah, blah, blah. I don't think you, me, I, a lot, of, a lot of I in those conversations. You get a lot of I from people who like to at. Does that make sense? 
You'll notice a pattern. If they like to at, they'll have a lot of eyes in what they're saying with the at. And so he would say, don't at me, <laughs> which means don't let me know what you think because I didn't ask at this moment. I don't need to know everything you think at any given day is what he was saying because people will like give you, give you, a, give you a message whether you ask for it or not. And a lot of times it was so off course. It's just, but it really represented to me a bigger issue that we live in the at world. The at world. Selena, you know about tagging. You're always promoting the church. I love it. And you, what do you do? You at 1C church to tag them. Or if Selena does something cool, which is all the time, we at Selena and link her to our story and 1C church. And then all these things because it links us together. But we live in this culture of adding everything. It's this premise that we speak our mind without any thought behind it. No discernment. That's, that's adding in a good way. But today's message is about adding in a bad way. No discernment, no filter. Has anybody ever been on social media? Nobody. Is the Twilight Zone a real thing? Has anybody ever read something on social media that they're like, my Lord, is somebody need a job? Like, where do they find the time to write the dissertation on something that's so far off? Like, has anybody ever read something and just gone, my Lord, and like mind blown of confusion. It's because it's the at way. It's the at way. Don't at me all the time, says the Lord. We don't have to at each other all the time, says your friend in the Lord. But that's where we live. We live in a day and age where we have the ability to speak our minds in any way we choose. And immediately, everybody say immediately, Put it in front of an audience through things like social media, texting. Email's becoming an old-fashioned thing, but some of us still like to email. I like to email because it's easier for me to keep track of my messages. But we have this digital soapbox, and it's available to me in all digital formats, like our music, One Seed Worship, all digital formats. In fact, it's so easy to say what we want. We may find ourselves speaking on topics we normally would not even address because we are shielded from the face-to-face reality of who we are speaking to, who we are delivering our thoughts to. And perhaps we're even bolder and more daring than we would be otherwise because of the at symbol problem. Don't at me. This ability to put our thoughts and opinions out there requires Great responsibility. The Bible says to much is given, much is required. Out of your belly shall flow. Like the mouth and the garden and all the things here, it's everywhere. And we have destroyed culturally discernment, process time, wisdom. It's just, let me tell you right now, immediately, I don't care if you want to know. I don't care if you're even listening. Because I want to tell you with my at. The foundation of how we build, live, and establish in our lives is built around a core biblical principle. And this is where it's tying back to conversations, series. It's being wise with the words we speak. It's really that simple. It all starts with this. In your Christian walk, it all starts with this. In your relationships, it all starts with this. God, everything that makes us, God uses the mouth to start something. 
And we can also create wars with words, the Bible says. It also says that, there's an, that, the, that God has a record of every word we've spoken. Oh, Lord, thank you for forgiveness, or I'd be in deep trouble, Jen, not only with my mom and dad as a teenager, but with the Lord on the day of judgment. It's all based on this. So my question to you this morning is, are you speaking raw and uncut, or are you allowing God to influence how you communicate to those around you? I won't react with an at. Everybody say it. I won't react with an at. I won't react with an at. Because reaction often is linked to regret. We have reactive regrets. Because when we react, we don't have any thought behind it. It's, it's an emotional response, typically. So most of the time when it's a reaction, there's a regret. There's a regret to what we did, because there was no thought behind it. It's easy to let your emotions fling everywhere, but God calls us to be peacemakers, which means we have to have control. God calls us to discern, is this of God, John says, First John, is this of God? Is it of God or is it not of God? Because maybe it's not of God, the feeling I'm in in this moment. Maybe actually the enemy trying to trick me, even all the way back to Genesis. It's a, it's a confusion thing the enemy will do to try to trick you into telling you you're doing God's will and you may be hurting people in the process. And, and this reactive culture we're in is got to be like full of regrets. And what's really scary is some people don't even have any emotion to it anymore. They sling so much garbage online, they don't even have any emotion to what they're doing. They're destroying people with words and they have no recourse for it because they've lost the respect for the at. They've lost the respect for the power of God and what words mean. It's numb. It's a cultural thing. It's numb. Well, let me tell you what I think Let me tell you, and if it's on social media, let me at you. I've done that before, and it's a really easy, good, it's easy, good. It's a, it's an easy thing to do to convince yourself why you're justified to react with the at. Well, they don't treat me good, so I'm just going to let them know, okay? So, so they don't just do this, and somebody else did it too. You ever followed the bandwagon into something? Uh, I, I, had a, I had a session with a good pastor friend of mine the other day, and he says, you don't allow yourselves to be linked through precarious situations. And I, I'm not that smart. I had to look up the word on dictionary.com, and I'm like, what does that mean? And he says, I'm not going to allow myself, this is what he said, to be linked to situations that can affect me because of their influence and what they did. I don't want to be associated with that. And so when you want to react to somebody because they did you wrong and it's not fair, and a lot of times it's not fair, you're joining the party. Does that make sense? It's hard to be a peacemaker. I used to get so mad at my dad. Blessed are the peacemakers. But dad, they're wrong. Blessed are the peacemakers. What about after I tell them off? Then I'll make peace, okay? Blessed are the peacemakers. Fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I talked to you that way. I'm sorry I did that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you did because I'm sorry because as a Christian, I don't want to be that. And maybe my influence will, will light you up someday with the presence of God because I don't want to justify my behavior because of what you did. It's not about you. It's about my relationship with God and that if I do it to you, I've done it to God, the Bible says. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make peace no matter what. I'm going to walk away if I have to. 
If peace isn't happening, sometimes peace is not happening. You got to walk away. You got to walk away. What we don't want to do is react with the at. I often want to pull someone into these conversations who likes to at and say, what is your mode of thought? Is this message that you want to deliver, is it for you or is it for them? Has anybody been in a conversation and they're saying stuff to you and you kind of want to know, like, is it really something they want to make me better with? Or is it something they just want to say to make them feel better? You know the difference? Like, it's really not about you. And a lot of times, especially if you're married, it's not even about who you're fighting with. It's about something you're fighting in yourself. And so you're reacting with the act, but you're really fighting yourself. And so I got to ask myself in those moments, and I got to discern and cool myself down because everybody can, you know, get the heat rise, get, get mad and lose their temper. I don't know, some people are more, more easy, patient than others, and I wish I had that gift. I don't have the gift of patience, and I'm working on it, and it's a lot better than 20 years ago, but, but I have to calm myself in the moment and say, this is not about them. I'm going to hurt them right now because of something I'm fighting inside. I won't react because I'll have regret. Reaction creates regret. Am I seeking gratification for self in this? Or am I trying to help the matter? I won't tell that story. I really won't this time. You're like, but he always does. No, I really won't this time. Because some of you might, like the fitness thing. I get the fitness thing and like you're, you're, you want encouragement, people who like to share their fitness numbers online and the videos and the, the work. And I've seen some pastor friends and they're at the gym. They're pastors and they're, they're working out to the camera. I don't understand that thing. I don't get that. Like, so I often question, I love y'all, and some of you might be seeing this, but I question like, what is, what is that? Is that for me or is that for somebody else? And that's a soft, easy one. But when you get into like political issues and you get into like the mask thing and you get into like the thing that, oh my Lord, you would have think, you, I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you what the mask thing does to people. It's ugly. Wow. Enlightened, Christine, by how ugly it gets if you just change your view for a moment. A lot of ads, a lot of reaction. And so I start wondering, are these people that want to tell you everything. What are they doing? I mean, I'm really busy. Jen, you're really busy. People are busy. So what is it we're doing? What we're doing is we're feeding ourselves something that's actually making us starving long-term. It's a, it's a, it's a self thing. It's not really about me trying to change the world and really make this a better place. It's about me feeling like I'm doing something because I'm really doing nothing. Ooh, ooh. Can I say that in here? That's not PC. Do you guys want the gospel or do you want a politically correct, nice church that says, hello, welcome, thank you, goodbye. You're the greatest, which you are the greatest, by the way. But I'd be doing you an injustice if I didn't keep it real. I can't sleep like that. And so, so we can damage ourselves by claiming to be helping somebody else, but it's the devil's lie a lot of times. Gossip. Everybody knows that Jesus loves gossip, Right? Verse, verse 11 of chapter 4 of the, of the Jesus gossip chapter of gossip, gossipville, gossip verbs, gossip psalms. I don't know. My jokes are really off today. But when you think about gossip, and it happens in church a lot, dear Lord, 
That's why I had to start my own. I mean, our own. That's why we had to start a church to get away from that. I grew up going, that's not church. That's not the gospel. What is that? Ew. That's ew is what that is. And I don't want to be a part of that. I don't like coming home and after lunch talking about ew. Like, that's ew, you know? Can I say ew? Anybody watch Jimmy Fallon? Okay, so, so gossip is something that's a, a prime candidate for reacting with the at. A lot of times, it's just in passing. It's in passing. There's no thought behind it. It's so subconscious, we don't even know we're doing it. It's in passing, and that's where a lot of the damage is done, in passing. It don't have to be, you know, the devil, the devil attacks not like a vicious lion sometimes, but he's a subtle little snake. Okay, so we have to be aware of the subtle moments. That's the things that are hurting our culture, stirring our church, hurting our relationships. Any, any aspect that can be damaged of your relationship, that's usually how it starts. It's subtle. It's just words. It's just planting seed. But what kind of seed are we called to plant? And we only plant good seed here. I'm just saying. Like everybody else is messed up and we're perfect. <laughs> Look, that got the best applause the most self-conceited statement I could ever make as a pastor. <laughs> Just kidding. Love it. That's great. That's, that's great. But when everything that comes out of my mouth is turning heads going, do you hear what they said? I might have to ask myself if I'm reacting with the at, the at principle. Am I reacting with the at? What am I consuming? What am I consuming? Remember it said right here, where'd it go? What is this? This is the Bible? Oh yeah, I forgot what those look like. What am I consuming? A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. It doesn't say that you're going to feed me. It says that I'm going to feed myself from the fruit of what I produce from my lips. So not only does it come out of me, what I ingest from others, but once it comes out of me, I'm recycling it into my garden. In consuming it, it says, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Doesn't say he'll be satisfied. It says he'll be filled. And like when we had the La Juicy Grub Hub the other night, it's a seafood place. It's deep fried everything. It was satisfying for a moment, but then it makes you feel, ew, about an hour later. Because it's gross. And Allison's had La Juicy, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I, think, I think maybe this might be a household staple. Because, it, you know, it's good at first, but it's deep fried. And so then I'm filled, but I'm not satisfied. And there's a difference. There's the shortcut to the pantry, or there's the word of God that never stops feeding his sheep. Amen. You can clap for that. That's good. The rest of them want to clap, and they will when three others do it, and eventually we'll do it together. <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. Gwaltney's always tease is what I was told. That's how they show love. That's what my dad always told me, at least. What am I consuming? If it came out of me, somehow it got in there. I consumed it, and now it's the fruit I'm bearing and producing with my own mouth. That's something I didn't really want to do. Consumption happens from hearing. Hearing. So we need to hear more of God and less of the world, because if we keep mixing the diet, we're going to produce some non-sustaining fruit that's actually poisoning us, like our water, my wife says, so I got to drink the alkaline water and get the filtration system in the house and all that. Because even though it tastes okay right now, I'm slowly 
according to her. I'm not saying do this, okay? I'm just saying it's what we do. We got a filter system. And when you pull that filter out every two months or whatever, have you ever, anybody have a water filtration system in their home? You ever pulled that filter out and looked at what color it is? It's ew. And if you let it go a little longer, it gets extra ew. It's like dark yellow, black. When it went in, it was clean, white. And that, well, something's coming out of the water. And I know the, the fluoride and all the things. I don't need to, at, don't at me about that. But I'm just saying like, you know, they say it's bad for you long run. We'll get our fluoride from another source, Michelle. Like we'll stay okay with our fluoride. Our teeth won't rot or whatever. And so that, that filter comes out and ew. So somehow it got in the water. You know, the Bible says that God is the living water and out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. What kind of water is coming out of your belly? I'm guilty of it. Depends what day of the week. Depends who I'm speaking to. But I'm getting better at controlling it. That's what matters, is that I'm getting aware of it. And so I'm starting to change how I handle it because I'll always have bad influences. I have to separate from the bad water, from the poisonous water, from the things that want to get in me that are going to make my output hurt somebody else. You shall be filled with it. And guess what? So will somebody else, like our children will be filled with it also. Train up a child in the way they should go. If they can suit their fruit, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I used to get so upset when Colton was a, a baby because nothing worked with him that I'd be like in a bad mood for the next three hours after to the rest of my family because I was so upset as a dad that I couldn't wrangle the one child. It was only like three or four. And so then I was producing fruit that was going in them and they got kind of numb to it. And that really bothered me because I, I started saying, I'm sorry, Lord, help me control this because I don't want to feed them that. I don't know how I got it, but I don't want to give it to the next generation. I want to I be changed so that they can come out different. Each generation, we want to be better. What am I consuming? I can't react with the at. Has anybody ever been around a negative person? Silly question, yeah? Only four people have been around a negative person. That's pretty impressive, Jen. We got something good going here. This is, this is a blessed church. <laughs> what happens? You ever gone into the conversation happy, and then you're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, the Cardinals are playing. Yeah, yeah. What high school did you go to? St. Louis talks. Pork ribs, barbecue pork ribs. St. Louis talks. St. Louis talk. And then they go, <laughs> you're like, yeah, but you know, it's okay. And you try to talk them out of it. And they're like, <laughs> and then you're like, no, but it's okay. You know, God is good. God is doing good things and it's going to be okay. And then they start turning it on you because you're not agreeing with them. And like, you're not joining in the, into the negativity. So they'd be like, <laughs> and they start coming at you. And you're like, you start getting out the Daniel LaRusso. Or if you're Nate, maybe some other way of protection we can't talk about. What does it do to you? You're like, I got to get out of here. I got to go. I got to go. Because what does it do to you? It starts bringing you down. It starts suffocating you. It's like thorns being thrown in your fresh produce that finally rooted up. It finally rooted in the garden. And someone's going to come along and try to dump a bunch of thorns in my garden. Don't at me with your thorns. Keep it in your garden, because we don't need that. So if you won't leave me alone, then I'm going to leave you alone, and I'm going to leave the situation. Because that's what negativity does. It's a slow poison. 
And you can be really consumed by it and lose track of it. So the last thing you want to do is pass it along. Is pass it along. What am I consuming? The Bible says we're satisfied by whatever fruit we produce with our lips. Maybe our garden can use a cleanup once a quarter like we clean our house. Our garden here is a constant tilling process. I don't know of any garden out there, this would be a great moneymaker business idea. If you could just set it up once and it'd be great forever, I don't think it works like that. I mean, I'm no farmer, but I think every year they have to like go back and replenish and recultivate and re-prepare the harvest. So they're constantly keeping the farm or the garden or the, or the, the, the produce in order in order so they can keep producing good fruit. Because if they let it go to waste and they let it get consumed with all the things, what happens? It stops producing good things. So it's a not like a one and done thing. Like I, I came to the Lord and God is good and, and he loves me and that's good. But you got to apply this all the time, forever, till you get to heaven when there's no, no sin and nothing can normal, no, no longer penetrate your garden. If I consume the spoiled fruit, I will spew spoiled fruit. And I will reap spoiled fruit. It's circular. I hear it. I ingest it. I speak it. I consume it. I hear it. I ingest it. I speak it. I consume it. I hear it. I ingest it. I speak it. I consume it. I hear it. See this? It's circular. Now tie God in. God says, when you've done it to them, you've done it to me. So it's circular. So when I'm doing it to myself and when I'm doing it to, to the person that annoys me at work, I said, I'm doing it to the Lord, says the Bible. Jesus says the parable of the kings, when you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you have done it to me too. When you pass them by, you did it to me. When you hated on them, you did it to me. I have to see Jesus in everyone to love you as Jesus loved me. That's the only way it can be done. I can overcome it, though. We can overcome it with good. We can overcome the spoil from yesterday. Well, some of you are like, that's all I've ever known. I didn't have good mom and dad, and my life was horrible, and I understand it. But God says, I can change your garden. That's why I'm here says the Lord. That's why we need the gospel. That's why we need preaching. That's why we need community, because we have to get out of the toxic environment and remember that there's something better out there. And I can go back to that, because that's how I started. That's how God created me to be. That's how I started before I got saturated in my garden. I can overcome the spoil. Touch your neighbor and tell him, I'm overcoming the spoil. I can overcome it. I'm overcoming the spoil. I'm overcoming the spoil. We can overcome it. We can overcome it. We can bear new fruit. We can speak life. Nobody ever spoke life to me. Doesn't mean you can't speak life to somebody else. Quit talking about them because every time you talk about them, it just brings you back to that place. God says, move on. I'm going to do it new. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to lift people up and I'm going to show them who didn't. I'm going to show them what they should have done. And so God's going to change them through the process. I'm not going to let them keep weighing me down because they refuse to do it for themselves. This is about me and my children and my life and how I'm going to take my generation into the next generation and I'm going to do it for the Lord. And I pray in the meantime, God touches those who won't listen now. It's not about them. Amen. You can praise. God inhabits our praises. We can praise God's word because it's life. 
Jen busted me because I say it a lot. It matters. I didn't know I said it so often until I started looking at the videos. It matters. <laughs> it's good. I like that. It matters. I'm going to be self-conscious. Just kidding. If y'all can stand with me this morning, I want to give you a little bit more as we close here. Those people that want to hurt you with the at principle, if you want to really get back without the at, you've got to just bless them to no end. Oh, you want to come to my house? I'm going to love you. You want to come to my egg hunt, says the Lord? I'm going to bless you. You didn't know what you were getting into, says the Lord. We got something bigger planned, says God. I'm going to bless you. I don't need to tag you and tell you because God is blessing me. I can speak volumes with my life. I'm going to speak volumes with my life because you're going to see someone different that doesn't act like that. I don't need to act like you because something different is happening and that's going to change you through the process. I'm overcoming the spoil. I don't need to at them because God is blessing me. We need a new training regimen outside of the social media way. We need a new regimen outside of the let me tell you without any process time thing. Let me tag you. Let me go home and tell you everything I did and tell you everything about it. And sometimes you just got to say, you know what? I don't think people really care about all this. I don't think they're really listening to me. Let me save it for something they really need to hear that's going to lift them up and make them better. I love the uh, figure of speech. You're a product of your environment. I can't say that's, that's so true. That is so true. We reproduce with what we surround ourselves with. And so if we are reproducing the negativity, we are going to spread that. But if we reproduce the light of God that is on our life, we're going to spread that. We're not competing with them. We're leading for him. We're not competing with him. It's discover your perfect plan made just for you because there's no competition in God's plan over your life. When you recognize that and have that revelation, you don't feel the weight anymore because you don't have to worry about if somebody else is doing it better. It's not better. It's different. It's for them. My plan is my plan. Your plan is your plan. It's different. And God has a perfect plan. We're not competing with them. We're leading for him. We're not competing with them. We're leading for him. We're not competing. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, we're not competing with them. We're leading for him.